0: Uh, happy easter man
1: happy easter
0: yeah Yeah. this is the this is the day that bunnies have made um (laughs) special for us really yeah is that
1: that what you grew up doing the bunny thing
0: uh what you grew up with jesus yes with jesus
1: (laughs) i did um i mean we still did an easter egg hunt but I only did it because, uh, my parents would put money in the, in the eggs. So I was like,
0: so you did, so you did the, so you, so Easter for you is all about, you know, Jesus coming back, being Mm -hmm. resurrected. And yet you still did the sacrilegious Easter thing with the eggs.
1: You know, like my parents were like, it's an excuse for them to get out of the house, and like we still understood like where it came from and all that, and it had nothing to do with actual, you know, like what we celebrated. But it was still fun, you know. We got to right. go outside, and you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I perform until like a couple of years ago. I performed in like every Easter cantata since I was like twelve. So oh, no, oh yeah. Catholic?
0: you're Catholic no, no,
1: even what is a cantata even,
0: i don't I don't know anything about it
1: A cantata is basically that's that's mass what you're oh, thinking of a uh, no, cantata okay. is like uh it's almost like a timeline too, so they'll start at like a lot of Easter cantatas will even have like a quote unquote Christmas song and it starts like from birth through life to death and then resurrection and you know it it, it usually replaces like an entire service so
0: what denomination is this what are you what what are you
1: uh they fundamental baptist did it but like it's a it's a big part of like a lot of just like christian denominations even like non-denominational christians do cantatas
0: oh Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) Um,
1: i know this because i was asked by a couple other churches to perform their cantatas when you know they didn't have a harpist
0: oh okay sure yeah Uh, these are just the big like musical like yeah my god is an awesome god (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) with the big orchestra playing
1: yep and we we did (laughs) at my church we did christmas cantatas too and we usually ended with the hallelujah chorus which actually was pretty dope because we had an organ too so it sounded beautiful um but yeah i mean uh you know, since Christian contemporary music's more of a thing, you probably don't see as many cantatas anymore because it's more like choir and orchestra type thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: but I mean, people still do it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for bringing religion into the podcast, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> this is Why great.
1: should that bother you?
0: It doesn't bother me, mm. uh, you know, but it might bother our lovely viewers. Who were well, like, if, I if, was if, expecting if a non religious, problem free, <laughs> no uh, whatever podcast from Molly and Jim Boy, and now they're talking about Jesus, and now I can't listen to them anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that offends you, I'm sorry. You should you shouldn't be on social media because everyone's opinions and religions are out there. So,
0: oh, what a what a cop out answer! It's just not on, co- if you're if you're on social media, then you can't be a <gasps> snowflake. Snowflake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a boomer. I was just saying, like
0: uh, you know, you're definitely thing. a zoomer for we, sure.
1: I'm a zoomer.
0: Yeah, a zoomer.
1: What's a zoomer?
0: The Zoomer is a Gen Z Boomer. I'm
1: not <laughs> a... Gen Z. I'm Millennial. Uh,
0: whatever. I don't know. Listen, you're uh, the you Boomer. Know... You don't <laughs>
1: even know slang.
0: It's true. I really what are, am. What
1: are these people called Zoomers? I'm an okay, old soul. Yeah. So yeah.
0: y- you know, it's okay. I I am a Zoomer. Thanks. For Introduce us this week, Molly. I do it, I've done it the past like two times.
1: Uh, yeah, what's up, guys? This is the Molly and Jim Boy podcast. Uh that's Jim Boy or Jim Jason Moore. Yeah, and I'm Molly Kirkland, and we're here to talk about stuff, and today we're gonna talk about. I know you think we're gonna talk about Easter, but we're not. We're gonna talk about our best and our worst performances because we are. we're both musicians. And uh, are not uh, a stranger to performing in front of people.
0: It's about time I make good on that music degree. Finally. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I basically got the degree and then stopped, like, denounced music. (laughs) You're like, music?
1: What's that?
0: Yeah. Uh, Before we get into that, I do Mm -hmm. want to thank you for for stopping in to my birthday shindig on Friday. Of course. That was honestly, it was probably as good as quarantine birthdays can get. It was uh, so cute. Yeah, it was a fun time. We all had a fun, fun go of it. You left before the game started. Okay. I know. You...
1: I feel so bad, but like, Ian no, was no, no, no. Like... You,
0: you, you got a child. It's it makes sense, but still, right. um, it was fun. It was a good time. Thanks for showing up to that. Of course. Uh, the more important longer. thing that happened on Friday, other than, you know, what Good Friday, so yeah. I have a story that I always tell every Good Friday. And so I grew up in Florida, right? And okay. through, like, you could walk through my backyard. And actually, I guess my grandma and my parents shared a backyard, right? Like, our mm-hmm. house was facing towards the street one way, and then mm-hmm. her house was facing toward the street the opposite way, and we shared, like, a backyard. So you can go through my backyard to get my- to my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. She would grow a lot of, like, trees, like mango trees and things in, in oh, her yard. Love um, that. And people would steal her mangoes all the time. First of all, and she gets super pissed. She it was like my grandmother would hate that. But also, um, every Good Friday, I remember because we had a couch that like led up to the window that you could see in my grandma's house and see her uh-huh. backyard and everything. Right. I remember every Good Friday getting up and go up to that window and just see my grandma saunter out, just like shamble out of her home, you know, like old ladies do. With a big stick in her hands. And she'd go up to the to the tree. It's the same tree every year. And she would just start beating the shit out of the tree with the stick. Just beating the shit out of it until the sap came out of the tree, right? Like it was just beaten until it was like sappy and like whatever. Wow. And I was like one one time I was like, you know, why is she doing that? I didn't ever ask her. Mm-hmm. Uh my my mom was like, Oh, it's representing like the blood of Christ and like what, what Jesus went through on like, you know, when I, he was, you honestly,
1: know, you know, again, raised very much in the church. I've never heard of anyone doing I, that.
0: I know it's, it's a little, uh, I was like, this is odd. <laughs> even, even for me as a small child, I was like, this is a little strange. There are a lot of weird religious, uh, uh, traditions and like you know um what's the word i'm looking for like actions that you do yeah uh, uh, this is a weird one
1: that's <laughs> that's on. i that's a definitely I've heard i've seen and heard a lot of things i that's a new one for me like straight up uh yeah. this, I Was not expecting that <laughs> like, i know
0: Ooh. so anyway there's there's the good friday story uh thanks for good the birthday friday. uh no problem. stuff here we are on Easter okay. Sunday. So this is weird. We last the podcast that went out on Friday. We're talking about it as if it were like my birthday. Yes. We're recording this two days later. This podcast isn't gonna come out until next week after Easter happened. Yep. <laughs> so, so you know we are
1: recording on Easter, but it's gonna be a week after Easter. Yeah, yeah roughly yeah, a week
0: yeah, after. Yeah, there thereabouts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's okay. let's get into the meat of today's uh podcast our music careers we're going to talk about what our best and worst performances
1: oh man
0: well let's get let's get a a, a baseline right mm-hmm. so when did you start playing or doing performing? music yeah performing
1: um well i started playing harp when i was 9 and then i started officially like performing uh i, I want to say my first performance i was 11 and okay um this is actually a really great story so let's hear it i um (laughs) my harp teacher was very regimented okay great harp teacher um but he had this piece that he wanted me to play for a recital and um i was like you know, I want to play... It was in three parts, and I was like, I want to play the first part and the last part because I really like the first the first movement and the last movement. He's like, okay, but you had to be solid on the last movement because I started practicing it later, closer to the recital, and I'm like, I'm totally solid on it. And then, like, two days before the recital, he calls me because we've been out of town. And he's like, are you good on this piece? I'm like, I'm totally good on this piece. Like, please just let me play it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... I play it in in the recital, and you know I thought it went off pretty well. And then I get down off the stage, and the look on his face was like I'm gonna kill this girl. No, <laughs> yeah, right. And um, so I I remember going in the uh, next lesson, and he's like, you know what we're gonna talk about. And I'm like, how I kind of botched the last part of the movement. He's like, yeah. And I was just like, well, people didn't notice I messed up. He's like, it doesn't matter if they didn't notice. I noticed. You noticed. And I was just like, okay. So as punishment, I had to play this piece called There is a Fountain. And it wasn't even like the mainstream There is a Fountain. Like any Christian listeners out there, you know that one that's like, na 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 No. It was, like, this very boring one-page piece that had, like, the worst intro to it, and it was, like, super easy to play. Like, it was already underneath my level. Like, it was embarrassing to play. It'd be, like, it's, like, equivalent to, like, your teacher making you play chopsticks now. Like, it was, like, very, very basic. Right. He made me play it as an offertory at church, and then he made me play it again at my next recital. And then he made me play it as a, a my first solo ever with my with a new orchestra I had auditioned and gotten into as a solo piece.
0: Wow,
1: bro, how old were
0: you? How I old was
1: eleven slash twelve because this went on oh, around okay. with the year. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I yeah was that's about right.
1: I was so it was so humiliating, but like after that and. Uh, and the bad thing is there were other kids from my church in the new orchestra. And so when I played it, they'd already heard me play it before. They're like, yeah, real yeah. nice piece. Molly. I haven't heard that one before. And I'm like, oh! oh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Hated that piece. Wow. But I played oh it perfectly God. every time. And my teacher was like, you get it now? And I was like, yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. I get it now. You get it now. How much mm-hmm. of that have you still retained? Could you still play it flawlessly now?
1: Oh, yeah. It's burned in my memory. I can see the peace in my mind. It was in the <laughs> key of F major.
0: So, was, uh, so this yeah. isn't, like, how I started music, but, like, just, uh, like, I have a very similar story, but, like, I always tell it, right? When I was mm-hmm. in college, because I didn't really have private lessons really through, like, until I got to college, which is, okay. like, a crazy thing, right? Like, That's everybody crazy who went- thing. Who went to college had private lessons and like had like whatever mm-hmm. uh no nope, I only really had private lessons when I went to college
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll never forget uh you know uh my teacher uh was an incredible incredible teacher, really thankful for all my time uh there at Georgia state with dr long um, yes. great great teacher uh but much like your teacher, he was very regimented. like Regimented, and he like really can. And, and the reason that they're regimented, and I imagine it's the same thing with your teachers, because they care so much yeah. about the music. Oh they no, care so much about about making good music and getting you to really understand it. Yeah. Uh, so and that was never made more apparent than one day I came into a lesson, and you know I was like, oh, I've had just a really busy week. I did, I didn't really like practice this, you know. But I, but I, and, but I went into the lesson anyway. Right, and and just started playing. It was like very simple stuff, like scales,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I could not get through it. I just could not at, at all. And he he was like, "You didn't practice this week at all, did you?" I was like, "No, not really." He's like, "Okay, you got an hour. Go ahead and sit here and practice." And he made me practice in front of him. he sat there, and said nothing for a whole hour.
1: James, my teacher did the exact same that thing was to me.
0: Mortifying! What the a mortifying teacher. experience! I was like, and and it was over, and he's like, "You get it now." And I was like, "Yep," and I was shook. I was like, completely like,
1: bro, just
0: like shook, and I never did that shit again. You
1: know what's what's so crazy about what you just said is, what? one, I went through the same exact thing. Uh yeah. with my the same teacher that made me play that piece three times. Mm-hmm. Um he I he also made me practice in front of him one time because he knew I hadn't touched the harp in a week. Right. And then when I went on to start teaching harp, I had a student. She was she had a busy life, I get it. But like I had to drive a long way to get to her house mm-hmm. and then I had to drive to sweet directly after it was on Fridays directly right. after, uh, going there. So it was like, I, it was, it's a lot of added stress and I didn't charge a lot to te- teach harp in the first place. So if you don't practice, like you're wasting my time, like, yeah, I'm getting paid, but it's not that significant. It's really a side right. job. So I came in one day and she hadn't touched the harp and I was like, okay, well, um, I have a, some homework to do. So I'm going to do my homework and you're going to practice. Cause then I'll know at least you practice once this week.
0: Right. Bro. Wow.
1: <laughs> it was
0: wow. like the,
1: the next few weeks. She was like, I had like a little checklist like of each day and she had to check off how, how much time she practiced, what she practiced, all that. And she was on it, man. So yeah. it was effective. Like I remember, it was effective on me. So I was like, "Well, I might as well try it." And then when I I ended up teaching piano for like a year, I had to do the same thing to one t- student, and it works. It's like so awkward. And the, the thing is, it's not just awkward for them; it's awkward for you as the teacher. You're like, "Yeah, okay," because you do want to say some things, but you're just gonna let them. Uh, yeah. Where are you going? Uh, get back in the bed. Yeah. Well, then go downstairs. Close the door. Close the door. (laughs) He slept for a whopping 30 minutes. (laughs) Nice. There you go.
0: I mean, he's excited to to sing the praises of Jesus Christ on this day.
1: (laughs) Well, he already went Easter egg hunting, and... He he loved it. He didn't even know. This is a funny part about him is he didn't even know that are candy inside the eggs. He, he just, just like he, the eggs. Yeah, he, James. He loves eggs so much that he was. Did just you? You should paint eggs. eggs. Uh, I thought about it. I just don't have paint, and uh they're out of stock at the Target near me. So
0: you don't have like food coloring and and like water. Isn't that a way, a way to do eggs?
1: Is that? Does yeah, food you can coloring just, like, stain really badly?
0: Yeah, it stains the eggs. That's exactly the point.
1: And also the the furniture in which he's sitting while he does the painting.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just <laughs> eat it. It's food coloring. Just eat yeah. it. you get some things.
1: Oh, okay. Eat cloth. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: So, best and worst. What's your best? What's your best performance? Um,
0: I'm really, I'm really proud of my junior recital. Um, mm. That's like, that's the one that really sticks out in my brain as like a really, uh, really fun performance. And it's it the only, cool. it's the only performance really where I had like solo, where I've played like solo on stage, you know, mm. I've played a bunch in ensembles. I've played a bunch in like um, groups and ensembles and like. Um, I've been involved in many performances uh, where I wasn't a performer and really my junior recital was like the only time that I was like a true soloist on stage. Um, and I was really proud of it. Um, we played, uh, the Hindemith, uh, clarinet sonata and it is, it has become one of my favorite pieces that, that piece kicked my butt while learning to play it, um, but I really grew to, like, love and appreciate that piece of music a lot. Um, and I played it with uh, the accompanist there, Dr. Marshall. And one, I'll never forget, like, we were rehearsing it, like, before the recital. Mm-hmm. And we got through playing it. And you know how, how sometimes when, like, a pianist will, like, get to the end and they, like, they're really jovial. And they'll, like, lift their hand off the piano after the last chord. Yes. And he, did, he did that motion. I was like, James, this is this is one of the best, like, you're one of the best students who I've played this with, and I'll never forget that. Wow, that's coming, a lot
1: coming from him, too. It
0: it is, right? He, because, and I think, it's because he told me this story, and I don't remember who it was, but he played the Hindemith before with some, with another Clarence student, Mm -hmm. and apparently it was awful, like, it went really, really badly. Oh,
1: no. And,
0: and so he, when we went into it, he was like, oh, God, not another Hindemith, like, whatever, but by the end of it, we were really, like, getting into it, and, like, I'll never I'll never forget that cuz that was really cuz you're right coming from him it was like a huge like compliment. Right. Um and we really I don't know we it, it was good and then so I got to play that on stage and I felt really good about it. Um and then we played the Ravel um Habanera which was like one mm. of my favorite pieces ever. Um I don't know it was a good performance. And then we played an original piece that I wrote with Lindsay Foster who was my co recitalist. Um Yeah
1: uh i was uh, there for trouble. this by the way
0: yeah 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 <laughs> um fun, fun performance that that was probably one of my crowning uh like achievements as a performer that, mind you it was just okay like i'm not like a stellar um clarinet player like i'm not bad but i'm not like you know the greatest player in the world
1: oh well um that means yeah. literally zero james you don't have to be Is no you were you were playing your best and you weren't playing something that was like out of your skill set and you played it well so just own that
0: No, no, I I, I don't like it when people are like oh I'm
1: not the best like okay well probably no one that you know is the best
0: I'm saying I don't care I never did and that's a weird thing like when I explain to people especially who I went to music school with where they're like why don't you want to like strive to be the best like whatever and I really honestly never cared to I -hmm. just liked playing music i thought it was really fun i enjoyed doing it and like i'm not gonna like push myself beyond a level where like it becomes a chore you know and that's why music has stayed really fresh for me because i i do it because it's fun because i like doing it not because it's a chore right
1: Um, well and i think that's that's something that's really lost especially in the heart community that's really lost on people because Like, with harp, it it seems like you're, like, all the way in or you're not at all. And the reason I played it was just because I really liked it. Like, I liked hearing harp music, period. So I was like, well, I'm going to play it because that's what I like to hear. And I just really like music. But that doesn't mean I'm, like, the best of the best or anything. Like, I just, I had a love for music. And so, um, you know, being around other harpists, a lot of them are, like, you can't make any mistakes and it's very competitive and all this stuff and i'm just like well and that's why i told my teacher when i was like i don't know i think i was 14 that i didn't want to do competitions because i just wasn't interested in that i just like playing hmm. music you know
0: yeah it's true um and and like obviously you have to play at a certain level like you have well, to yeah. be like skilled enough to, to enjoy like performances like if, if i were to play hot cross buns forever you know i i don't think i'd be happy with that
1: right so, no i like, agree with that's,
0: that that's where i feel like my skill level is with playing a clarinet by the way is my instrument like that's where I, that's where i feel like my skill level is is there like i'm good enough that i can play some pretty difficult pieces with enough practice but right. i'm not like you know i'm not pushing myself to the point where i can just like flawlessly, whatever you know i'm always mm-hmm. going to try I'll like venture to do that obviously i'll right. try my best but if if i get up on stage and i you know miss a couple notes or like whatever but i really had fun playing then i then that's a success to me you know right i have a fun time doing that
1: right no i mean um and i think this is a huge difference between you and me because you said that recital was like the one well, the only ones you had playing solo on stage whereas like the exact opposite for me where i i've honestly lost track like i was thinking in my head like how many solo performances have i been in and it's like i i can't keep track of them because you know again like people see harp and they get excited Mm -hmm. and they immediately want to hear you play and so um you know i and i was part of a very musical church like you know homeschool communities they're very big on classical music and learning to play classically so you know i i was i played in a lot of laboratories and i was part of their orchestra and then i was in um, gaiso and then i was in another orchestra from like the age of 12 till i was uh, i think it was 20
0: oh look at you (laughs) yeah
1: and then you know (laughs) and then i was at gsu so it's just and i played solos then too and um, you know, I don't know, man, I do remember a memorable for GSU, at least a memorable and it wasn't even like a long solo or anything, but it was the, it was, um, uh, we play the Nutcracker
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I got to play the pot Dove, which is like the harp is like the accompaniment during it. It's just doing these like, and it's just, I don't know, beautiful. Yeah. Um, very easy actually it's not that difficult to play (laughs) um but it's really pretty it's fun but the um i i don't think i'd ever been more nervous than when i had to do the little harp solo in the nut nutcracker and i was like i'm gonna die like yeah i i the first night i literally thought like and the problem was it was so cold in the rialto That And I had to wait a while before I could play. And so I'm sitting there trying to keep my hands warm so I'd be able to make, you know, the arpeggios fast enough because, you know, it goes really fast. I'm just thinking, like, bro, if my hands get cold, I'm not going to be able to pull this thing off. And I was shaking on top of it like I was already super nervous. And then, you know, I played it and everyone started clapping. I was like, oh, God, thank God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was a that was a huge adrenaline adrenaline rush. Like that was a pretty pretty good performance. Nice. Yeah. Um,
0: I I'm trying to think of like any bad performances I've had. Like
1: oh, I've had some. <laughs> the,
0: the thing the thing is, and that, this is like where my like I'm I'm maybe a little bit naive, but like like I said, whenever I perform, I just have fun. You know, like it's just, I'm just having a fun time performing. So there's and never I, been a
1: time when you're playing, you're like, I, I know, like, you start stressing out because you know, like, you're not you're kind of just messing up. I mean, these, like, like, I'm
0: I'm always, like, like, stressed, you know, a little bit obviously when I perform because well, I want to yeah. perform well and I don't want to, like, just bomb and, like, perform So no,
1: you've never felt like you bombed
0: before? Not in a performance. And, like, I'm really thinking. I'm trying to, like, think in my brain. Like, never when actually performing properly but there've been plenty of like rehearsal and like like th- things like that we're like when when I are in rehearsal and mm-hmm. it never really has to do with uh me like being sheepish or or like ashamed of the way I'm playing it's usually mm-hmm. people around me who are like well, observing so. and and like, they're like, can you not do that? Or can you try to do this? And yeah, I'm you like, start oh,
1: second guessing yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, I, I was going to say one thing that I do a lot and I probably still do this, but I definitely did a lot in college is mm-hmm. I am a very like physical performer, right? Like I move and I like get into the music and it, it, it reverber- reverberates through my body. Right. When I mm-hmm. perform. On mm, um, the exact opposite i um <laughs> i have like restless leg syndrome right and it like really it's oh magnified like so... to an extreme degree when i perform to the yes. point where like one one time we were playing in a chamber ensemble dr long is coaching and we're all playing it, and i'm feeling it i'm like this is great this is going so well and like like i honestly i'm just like playing the music right right and dr long stops us in the middle of this like great run like i really feel it was like a great run of music and i was like james can you just stop shaking your legs so much can you just like stop doing that and i was like oh my i'm like i'm not even thinking about it i'm not even conscious of it i'm sorry he's like do you have any oh. critiques of the playing and he's like no it's great but like just stop just that
1: stop moving your leg
0: <laughs> I'm, like, well, i and then and he's not the only like this happens like with people sitting next to me in Sui, like Maria Anacone yeah would, like, literally she that over
1: in your little, that's in right your yeah, yeah.
0: she would like put her hand on my like knee and be like stop just <laughs> stop She's that
1: like, sorry because I'm
0: like doing it out of time or whatever but like that's how you can... I'm like a dog right that's that's my way of like,
1: you like wagging wag my tail, tail basically like, when yay, I'm like yay, in I'm the music great. and I'm feeling it I'm like <laughs> I'm like
0: moving and I'm very like mo like whatever
1: um i don't have that problem i have the opposite problem where (laughs) like i it it creeped my teacher out sometimes he's like just like close your mouth when you're playing because i get so concentrated that my mouth will drop open and i just like (laughs) kind (laughs) of (laughs) dopey like i'm just like "Mm," you know and um and when he taught me to be like as still as possible, just because like I already had bad posture problems. And so if I moved around too much, it would mess up my technique and all that stuff. And I might wind up with some injuries, which I ended up getting anyway. So, um, but like when I got to GSU, my teacher, she was more Zalzado, which we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. but basically they incorporate more movement. And to their playing, I remember she told me one time, she's like, when you close, like, pretend that you're trying to raise your hands to your eyebrows. And I was just like, mm, no, that's not my thing. Um, I don't like moving at all because I'm just already doing so much. Like, right. I feel like adding movement, especially when you have like a piece of furniture on top of you. Like, what's the point? You, It's not going to look cute. You're just going to be like, is she going to drop that? Like, no, just don't do it. <laughs> oh <laughs> it my just god. it scares me when I see other harpists moving around like that. I'm like, oh my god, that harp is gonna fall. Like, I I can't, like I can't focus on the music. So, but yeah, it got to the point where even my teacher who was crotching was like, bro, you look like you're not breathing. Like, right at least like breathe a little bit. Like, oh yeah, totally. Because I just get so consumed in the music that I would actually hold my breath for a really long time. Um. So yeah. Uh that was that was never a problem for me. I didn't move at all. Like I, I was a corpse while I was playing. <laughs>
0: um, I remember one we played <laughs> uh symphonic dances from West Side Story. Um, mm. in Sui one year. And that's fun. That is an extremely fun piece of music. For me I play that
1: with so Super fun.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredibly fun piece of music. We I have a like a background, like I grew up like through high school and whatnot like loving jazz like playing jazz music and like all this stuff so like anytime that you incorporate the jazz like whatever um I'm like in I'm like there and so that piece you know especially cool um Mm -hmm. this the cool section of that piece of music
1: yeah
0: I'm like there's like a shout section and I remember just going in during the performance like I'm I'm like my body is like if you didn't know I was playing music, if it was just like silent and there was a camera on me, you'd think I was possessed by a demon. <laughs> you know? Like I'm just like I'm like so playing. Good. It's so fucking fun. I loved playing that piece of music and getting really into it. Um and and that that, that conjured another memory for me. Speaking of jazz, Gershwin, Rhapsody in Blue, I was mm. the I was the first Georgia State uh, marching band like Panther Band, woodwind soloist, uh, playing Ooh. the opening of Rhapsody in Blue. Oh, wait, um, yeah! There's a
1: recording uh, on the internet. There, are there, there
0: are many recordings of that, and that. Th- so that story is one that is such a twisty, torrid tale, and I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, it. it, it Anyway, it might be a story that we have to save for another day, but but okay. essentially, I got the the solo. It was like a whole audition process, and I got the solo, and um, I don't know. Like, I felt really good about it, right? Like, I, I felt really right. good about this the solo, but I don't think that other people felt as good about it as I felt about it. Um, but we played our like last performance of the show. At, like, this exhibition in front of, like, thousands of high school kids and whatever. Right. And I played the solo, and I I squeak during <laughs> the solo. I'm, like, miked, and I, like, squeak, and it's, like, reverberative oh. and really loud. And I'm like, oh, shit, fuck this up. The rest of the solo was incredibly good, right? Right. Um, and the reason I squeaked is because w- usually I squeaked on the gliss up, right? Like, I couldn't do the gliss perfectly every time you know mm-hmm. um and if you know rhapsody you know what i'm talking about right um and so i did it i did it perfectly it was like the best gliss i ever did you know <laughs> I, I did it like... right. the very next note i was like i did it and the very next note i like my embouchure wasn't set right and i squeaked i was like oh god um and that i'll never forget that but on the other side of it um everyone came up to me and was like that was incredible that was like the best job you've ever done and i felt i was like oh, i felt like vindicated in that moment um that whole story i'm gonna be honest with you is probably something that i'll, I'll i'd love to tell another day that okay. may, maybe maybe even like a on a bonus episode just like the story of how i got that solo is like kind of crazy um yeah so anyway but that's that's yeah. simultaneously a bad and good performance i guess that i'm did out here.
1: did your teacher ever so i know this is kind of random but like it has to do with performing did your teacher mm-hmm. ever like you know when you're getting close to like a recital or a performance you, you you run through what you're playing yeah. in order that you're playing you act like you're performing it you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and even if you make a mistake you just keep on going blah 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 blah, until you get to the end and then your teacher has their notes or whatever.
0: Uh, uh, y- or no. Y- I mean yes, we attempted to do things like that, but but in in reality I don't think we ever actually ended up doing that.
1: Oh, um, okay. Well,
0: because well, I, you, go ahead.
1: Well, my teacher did that. Both both art teachers I had uh in high school did that. Mm-hmm. Um and but my first teacher, his name is David. uh, he took it to another level. Um, he would have me start playing. Right? He
0: mm-hmm. had me,
1: and you know, he's very formal. So like, you know, you there's a way you sit down and all that, blah blah blah. Right. And then he had me start playing, and he would knock my music stand over. He would turn the lights off by quote-unquote accident he would let his phone ring he even one time brought because he taught at our church and so he brought a little girl that went to the church there and he brought her in and have her just like randomly start crying fake mm-hmm. crying obviously wow. uh like legit like he slammed wow. the door and if i messed up he made me stop and we had to do it all right all over again and he continue with like these distractions right Which is
0: like sick. I know when I when I was a drum major in high school, I can't remember who did this, Mm -hmm. but we had somebody who would always come up to my stand, like my my drum major stand, and Mm. tap a different tempo on purpose, you know, to get get me to like learn stay stay with my tempo tempo and like whatever. And like that's
1: actually really smart.
0: Tap a different tempo on my stand, but like in a really obnoxious like. You right can feel it kind of
1: way it's like bro and,
0: you know but it, it did teach me you know to stay in time and well and teach,
1: all this to know. say is this this was very instrumental what he did to me was very instrumental because like uh he knew i was a little maybe a little add or something because like mm-hmm. i do get distracted very easily or i right. did and so he's like if you're gonna be performing a lot then you can't get distracted. Uh, a lot and it trips up even like you know people who've been playing for a long time if a baby starts screaming or something right and um, I remember I think it was like my third performance with CCO which was an orchestra I played with in Douglasville and they usually had a turnout between like 200 and 300 people right and um, I was playing my solo and it ended or whatever I felt really good about it everyone's you know I got a standing ovation blah 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 blah. it's just people haven't seen harp before so it's not that bad <laughs> right uh, <laughs> when people were like oh standing ovation I'm like yeah but like people never hear harp so that usually that happens quite often so um yeah and then after the performance my mom was like wow well, I'm surprised like you played through all of that I'm like all of what and apparently like two babies started crying and like someone was coughing during the entire thing and like, I was like, oh, I heard none of that. Like, I was just completely in the zone. So, uh, yeah, thanks, David, for kind of being a butthole to me. But it worked, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <It worked out. laughs> um, I just remembered a performance, an, <laughs> something that, like, mortifies me still. And it happened during a real performance.
1: Oh, no. Um,
0: I was in the pit for Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I wanted to see the show. They had no, like, they, they, they didn't have TVs down there for us to, like, see, like, what was right. going on on the stage. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of, like, these, these long, like, pauses where we weren't playing anything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would, like, go out from under my, like, my, my chair and go sit, like, where I could see the stage, right? Like, sit against the, like, back wall of the pit so I could see the stage. And then when I had to play, I'd go back to my seat, you know? Okay. The pit's tiny. The pit's very small. Absolutely. There's not room to move around in the pit. Um, And one time when I was going back to my seat, uh, my foot catches on the cable for the lights, and then just a during a time when again when there's no music, just talking on stage, every single stand in the pit like a domino, (sighs) down on the ground the director was looking at me everyone was looking at me it was loud because it was quiet and i will never ever forget they did not let oh me down this is only the second performance of a like you know eight run performance <sighs> um, or yeah. Oh eight my God.
1: James, why, I, why wasn't this, like, at the top of your worst performance? Because,
0: because like, it was so bad that I, like, repressed it, right? Like, I, <laughs> I, I put it out of my mind.
1: That is literally the I, worst thing I think I've ever heard. That's that, like That's, like, what you see in movies. Like, that's so awful. It
0: was really, really bad. And, like, everyone made a comment about it. The director's face, I'll never forget his face. He was just, like he's like you're dead <laughs> essentially it was like Aww. you're you're dead um and i i was like i'm fired that's it they're kicking me out <laughs> i'm done uh, they didn't fire me that's um dead. but it, it's not really redemption but i felt vindicated later on like one w- w- later performance
1: mm. our
0: read two person was like not able to make the performance Okay. um and it was a really important part because it was the saxophone it's the lead saxophone part okay uh, and it had some flute in it too um and i remember i was like my time has come and i literally i'd never read this music before in my life uh but i knew it right because i've been in this pit and i know the i know the music but i've just never played like these instruments and mind you so for me i was playing on clarinet and saxophone
1: right. and
0: soprano sax um And so I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to transpose this music. I'm going to play it all the parts. And I got Mm -hmm. like the stand with like a tenor sax, an alto sax, a clarinet, the soprano sax and everything. Mm -hmm. And I had, I got the read two book and my book, read three. And I put it, put both of the books on the stand in front of me. And I was literally like like lightning switching between these instruments playing all these cues back and forth. And I feel like, I really feel like I like saved the show. That is uh, awesome. It was like I very cool. So show, like in a way yeah. I redeemed myself in that moment uh, doing that. Um, so yeah, there's always two sides to it. Yeah. Um, and it, it was good. It was very fun. Honestly, the, one of the funner shows like musicals I've been a part of. Um, so yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's fun. That's cool. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, oh, man, I've had some pretty not like they weren't bad, but they weren't like amazing either performances. Right. Um, like I, the first time I ever performed at GSU was for Jonathan Mayako's recital in rehearsal. Oh, really? Yes, that's the first wow. time I ever performed. yeah. It was awesome. Um, love you, John. So great. Anyways, so but he he knew how to put write for harp. So it was like a great introduction into like the comp students there because he like his brother played for a really long time. He used to help him write pieces. Right. So uh yeah, I, I played the piece during rehearsal, it sounded great, beautiful. We, it was basically the time of like a sunrise, um, it, beautiful piece. Yeah. So, but I I want to say it was like seven pages. My piece, my part was, Yeah. um, and I'm playing it in the recital and then I turn the page and instead of page, you know, I turned page five instead of page six being there was page seven and no page six and I'm like oh no oh no no and I look behind it no so I legit just had to like kind of remember what was happening then and like and thankfully it was like the type of piece where the the chords were pretty plain so you knew you weren't playing something just completely wonky but even John looked over at me for a second because I just stopped playing for a second and I was like oh no where's the page (laughs) and then I just kept on going he's like oh okay she's fine and then we ended I was like bro one of the pages was missing he's like how I'm like I don't know I guess like when we're setting the stands out or whatever I was so busy with putting the harp out here because no one knows how to set the harp out and I always do it it just it wasn't there right (laughs) but uh yeah I was that was probably the most panicky I felt on stage other than when I performed La wow. Primera Uvia, which was the most panicked I ever felt being on stage. Um, uh,
0: what happened then?
1: <laughs> um, so it was a really beautiful piece. And the beauty of playing new music, because it was a new composition, it's for a comp student, right? Um, is that no one knows what it's supposed to sound like. So that's the yeah. great thing. The bad thing is, Uh, I had just gone through like a recent like, I lost like 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, And so I was wearing this dress that I thought would look good for the performance. And but, like, right before I went in, someone made a comment about it and made me feel super self-conscious. No, so when no, no. I'm out there, I'm, like, already, like, in my head. And I, I'm usually just, like, all about focusing on the music. And then I was just, like, trying to make myself feel small. And I was, like, so I was having this crisis inside. And I just felt awful. And, you know, while I'm playing, and I really liked the piece, so I wasn't even enjoying it while I was playing it and they have a condensa part Mm -hmm. and I almost just completely botched it but thankfully I was able to salvage it but it was just I just like I don't know like it it sounded good or whatever but I was just panicking the entire time because of that yeah yikes yeah there's a mental aspect to performing it's like 90 percent mental and you know, I was fine, and then someone said something, and I was just like, "Oh, I don't want to go out there now."
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I'm like, "Can I put a sweatshirt on?"
0: <laughs> no.
1: Uh, so yeah, but and my parents were there too, and they hadn't gone to like any of my GSE performances. Like my mom and dad, my dad had gone to a couple, but my mom hadn't. I just want to make her proud, and she. She doesn't know the difference. She thought it sounded good, but if she's in a performance that's too long, she just falls asleep. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't that wasn't great. Like just the feeling I had, like after getting up, I just like I was just like, Meh. Okay. (laughs) And then afterwards like everyone was talking about like, oh, you sounded really fantastic, blah blah blah. It made me feel a little bit better, but it was just like like I said, I was just in my head and I was just in the wrong mindset when I started playing.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh yeah. Crazy times.
1: Crazy times. Crazy times Absolutely. performing.
0: It it really is like a mental
1: It is a mental like, game.
0: Mental gymnastics. To, to perform and the thing that, that you hardly ever get in a rehearsal is that like like you have to perform you have to like perform for people right like, on stage and you go out there and nothing prepares you for like going out there to play for people who you may or may not know
1: <laughs> right are,
0: are on a dark stage and you're like
1: you feel so you, right just so exposed like i yeah. the most vulnerable you you will feel at least I have, is when I step out, especially if you're by yourself, step out onto the stage by myself, walk up to this, and the harp, for some reason, just seems so much bigger, too. (laughs) When I go to sit down, I'm just like, okay. And it doesn't matter how many times I've done it. Every single time, like, every single time, and that's something I, I had a student ask me one time, because she's seen me perform a couple times, and She's like, are you nervous every single time you play? I'm like, absolutely. Like, every time I play solo, absolutely. When I play with orchestra, not that much. I, I just love playing with orchestra. I think it's super fun. Um, right. But playing a solo, yeah, I'm, I'm scared out of my boots every time.
0: Right. Um. Another, like, random story. So, like, back to mm-hmm. my junior recital, I played uh, three pieces for clarinet solo by Igor Stravinsky uh, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite pieces of music ever. And I've told people for ages it's my one of my favorite pieces of music ever. It's mm-hmm. a piece I auditioned to the School of Music on. Um, I love that piece. Uh, and <laughs> I played it for my recital. And then I played it at, like, a clarinet summit, uh, mm-hmm. like, after the recital. And yeah. I played it for, for, like, this master class. And the lady was like, the timing of the first movement is a little weird. Like, why are you playing it? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, like, feeling it. You know, just like playing the rhythms that that I feel, and she she went to the first page and was like, "What does it say there?" And the sentence there was, "Play all rhythms and tempos strictly; they must be strictly adhered to." And I,
1: oh no, I
0: never in my whole life, like, stopped and thought about it. I was just like, basically playing it by rote my whole life, essentially.
1: Wow! And I
0: stopped, and and like after that, um, well, well, first of all, in front of all these clarinet people, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just playing it this way, and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I was that's like, oh, the, that's
1: like the worst. Like at least like let it be in front of people who don't play clarinet. You know right, what I mean? Right.
0: Um, and like you know, and it's, and it's not even like on my playing; it's just my interpretation of this. You know, mm-hmm. it has been wrong, right, my whole life. Right. Um, and I went home and I played it the actual way it's supposed to be played and my mind was, like, expanded three times. I was like, oh my god, I've been playing it wrong this whole All time. This like, time. My whole life. This thing that I've been proud of that I've been, like, saying to people. Well, okay, here's it. the
1: thing, though. You were feeling it playing it the other way, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is my thing. Like, I do agree, especially in professional, like, classical settings that, like, like I said, uh, Ravel was the type of composer. He was just like, play everything exactly how I write it, you know? Right. Um. But at the end of the day, like when I started playing piano when I was, I think I was like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't take it as seriously as harp because, you know, harp was my passion and piano was just fun to do. Right. And uh, I remember I played this one piece, um, Serenade. By Litz. Yeah. Um, it's featured in The Young Victoria. And, mm. um, yeah, and uh, my teacher was just like, you know, you just, like, completely changed the the way it's supposed to be played. I was like, yeah, but I like the way this sounds. So I'm going to play it like this. And she was like, you you can't do that. I'm like, why not? And she was like, because. This is the way it's written. I'm like, okay, so people arrange things all the time and I like to play it this way and again like I wasn't serious about piano so I was just like it's funner to play it this way so I'm gonna play it this way. Right. And it's not like I didn't know how to play it the other way. I just didn't like it the other way. Um and she was like Okay and then she ended up liking the way I played it so much. She's like, you should put this in your singer recital and I was like, okay. And I did it. And it was super fun. Everyone liked it. So, yeah. yeah um originally it's supposed to be a duet and uh the the guy i was gonna play with his mom got upset because she said it was a love song and she didn't want her son playing it with me so
0: right. um. <laughs> um i i so this this might be I'll, I'll try to keep names out of it but one when i one of the one of the things i love doing is like taking my own liberties with music because like you're allowed to right like you're allowed to like do as long as you're not like uh, vastly changing something so it's unrecognizable. Putting your own little spin on something, who cares, right? Like it's it's more right. interpretation of this this music, um, right? That's with like classical pieces. I'm gonna I'm about to talk about marching band music, okay? Like the bar set even lower. Who cares how you play a marching band piece of music? Honestly,
1: like, and okay. I haven't even been in marching band, but like, come on. And uh don't touch that.
0: Oh, what's going on? Don't touch on? that. Don't
1: even look at it. I'm sorry.
0: You're it's, good. What's happening?
1: Tim came into the guest room and he was looking in the closet and my wedding dress is in the closet.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I was like, Don't touch it! Don't even look don't, at it! Don't,
0: don't do that. Sorry. Um no you're totally Go fine.
1: Ahead. Marching um, band.
0: Marching band, and even even more so. I play... <laughs> I play the freaking clarinet in the marching band. Nobody can hear the clarinet. You can you can, you nobody can say, can you. you can hear literally nobody. You can hear a flute before you can hear a clarinet. Our sound just gets lost. It just does. It just gets lost completely in a wash of this sound. I know this. I've played clarinet in marching bands for years before I got to college. Right. Like I know this. So, you know, I would take liberties with like, playing the music like the marshy band music and one day right like one of the flutes section leaders turns around to me and is like can you not do that can you just not like whatever and i'm like <gasps> why who, who cares like have fun playing the music
1: yeah
0: i was just like playing like different like doodle, like i again i would play the music but i'm just adding like little flourishes and things you know who
1: um, cares it's exactly. mar- i'm sorry
0: Exactly.
1: If I mad? So I'm not part of the marching
0: band. No, stage, no, but, but who like, cares? No, who cares? Like, I really really, honestly, who cares? Um, I
1: mean, I like, did that. I even did that in orchestra, not like it in GSU because we're very serious and professional.
0: There. But
1: uh, obviously, huh? <laughs> uh, but like at in my orchestra, CCO, I, I add flourishes all the time. I add glisses that weren't even supposed to be there, and my conductor loved it because like half the time you can't even hear me anyway Right? because like these composers were like oh wouldn't it be fun to put a harp here playing when everyone else is like forte fortissimo like uh, uh, no you're not gonna hear me even a world is their harp you can barely hear it so yeah
0: Yeah. so anyway this this, turns around can you stop this and i like literally you know i'm not a confrontational person at all Um, i know i know that that's kind of like why though it's like fine who cares and she was like she was was like it bothers me and she went to my section leaders and like they had to come to me and be like don't play this way like stop adding flourishes and things uh i added flourishes forever and guess what (laughs) i became section leader and i played that way and all of my like whatever
1: Oh, that's the and tea. I,
0: and I got the like Rhapsody and Blue Solo and all this stuff. So, like, who cares? You know, like
1: nobody. You're trying if to enjoy I, yourself. And she got mad that you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. So, you and know it's what?
0: Not, it's not like I'm playing bad things. You know, right. I'm, not, I'm not playing badly. Little, I'm just adding little, add you little stuff, you know? um like adding uh entrance of the gladiators to our fight song <laughs> or
1: okay oh, or, hold on uh,
0: <laughs> or when we lose or when we when the other team gets a touchdown i play our fight song in a minor key you know and just things like that
1: what's uh, wrong with that <laughs>
0: what's
1: wrong with that,
0: Man, um, ain't wrong with that. Um, No, I just when we play phantom of the opera i play uh beethoven's uh, fifth over it now
1: how dare you desecrate <laughs> him of the opera, okay?
0: What uh no, saying? it's great.
1: Listen, look, listen. listen. <laughs> okay. I take that very seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, um even though I do love Weber, great composer, blah blah blah. Anyways. Right, right. Um,
0: um anyway. You were ooh, saying you I was saying?
1: saying I was saying that, you know. I feel like marching band is, like, the one place, is, like, the one, like, I guess, place in music where you can advance a little bit, where you can have fun. Because it's marching band, okay? Like, it's all about fun, especially if you're playing at games. Like, that's, that's literally why you're there, is to have fun. And for other people to have fun listening to you guys, you know play we are the champions like come on
0: Uh, (laughs) exactly
1: uh that's like sometimes i watch college football to see the halftimes with marching bands i mean i do enjoy watching marching bands but it's just right you're taking it too seriously calm Uh, down okay uh i mean i'm I'm coming from a place where everything was serious with heart everything was like you know, and I think for a long time I looked down on marching band people, and then I was like, man, I wish I was one of them because they they got to have fun. I had to sit up straight and
0: right. That's and that and that's the thing, right? Marching band is fun. It becomes right. not fun when people in marching band take it seriously, right? Like that's yeah, that's dumb. Why are you taking it
1: serious
0: of it out of it? And the and this is you know not saying any names but like i had many people like that you know who took marching band so seriously like it's the because like they came from these like places where where like they were competition bands and it was like a very serious like But bro. it's it's marching band get there over it no one cares literally I, they, bro. no one cares not even the people. not even the parents who come to see you they don't really care that much you know like it's it's not that big well, of a well
1: okay this is the thing too and this is I'm glad you t- touched on the competition thing because like that bothers me a whole bunch especially like when you're younger and you're doing these competitions and you're taking them super seriously like that's just too much for me I think right. it, it it gives you the wrong idea of what music is about it's not about being better than the other person it's about working well with the other person and right. like I don't know it just it really bothers me it always yeah. has and I'm like uh-oh Hello.
0: Hi. Can you say hello? hello. <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, he's like up on the mic right now.
0: No, it's totally fine. And and I i have a hard stop Mama. in in a minute too, so this might be a good chance for us to wrap up. Um,
1: yeah. Oh my yeah. god. He just pushed me. Mama. Violent. Uh, Mama. bye. Mama. <laughs> what? I'll be out in a sec
0: <sighs> <laughs> all right um yeah. i don't know if you got to the end of that story but but um
1: well no i was just saying like that's why like i said earlier why i told my teacher i didn't want to do competitions and he didn't push it because you know it's not yeah. uh, okay i sound better than this person okay there's probably like a million other people who sound better than me you know what i mean Right. Right. Um. And they say, oh, the competition's healthy, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? I didn't get to have any friends that played harp except for one and ended up not working out either with that person because right. her mom had us in competition. So, like, it just, it sucks because, like, you miss out on the camaraderie of knowing other musicians, you know? Yeah, that play the yeah. same instrument because there's always like this underlying like I have to be better than that person or putting the other person down to make yourself feel better, right. and it, you know, yeah. I'm
0: just it, saying no, it's true. And on that note, uh, this has been fun. This has been a good like, yeah, like, a yeah,
1: little, the, the, little talk sesh. You know, what talk I'm saying? Sesh
0: about music. You know that, yeah. and it's it's in talking about this, Molly. Honestly, because I really haven't spoken about music in any meaningful way really since i've I've left school um Mm -hmm. it made me sort of like wow i really am passionate about music you know so so this 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 was good i'm glad that this was the topic for this week Um, this just
1: made me miss heart like a thousand times more than i already do but like you know
0: eh, it's it's Eh. we'll get back to it there will be time Time for you one and day. time for me, and time for the thousands of indecisions and decisions before the taking of toast and tea. Uh, love song okay. by T.S. Eliot, one of my favorite poems. Uh, okay, love it. Um, thank you guys so much for yeah. listening to this week's episode of the Molly and Jim Boy podcast. Yeah, guys. You can, as always, check us out on our socials at Molly and Jim on Twitter and uh-huh. on uh, Instagram. We're, at, we're mm-hmm. at Molly and Jim Boy podcast. Yep. Um, and on Facebook. Yep. And leave a good old uh comment down below telling us if you have any musical uh blunders or uh accomplishments. Uh yeah on podcasts. I know we're slow to come out to these other podcasting things. They're coming out soon, guys, but for now we're just on Apple Podcasts. Also, um, if
1: you like this, like if you enjoy this, share this with your friends and, and like us on Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Say something nice, you know, yep. if you want
0: to. Yep, exactly. It really doesn't matter all that much what you say on Apple Podcasts. Just give us a good rate and, like, say, you know, harp is cool down in the comments. It just because harp be, is harp is cool. cool. It's um, fantastic. But you know, the the crazy algorithm that's really all that matters to them is a the comment and a rate. So, uh, just go ahead and do that if you enjoyed the Strange. podcast.
1: As yeah. we're speaking. We what? got a new follower and one like on Instagram. Oh my
0: God! One. Look at yeah. that! See, look at us. We are. Us. You, if you want to ride this train to victory, go ahead and follow us. <laughs> on social. Give us a like. Um, you can reach out to us individually. I am at James W Dinsmore on Twitter. She is at K underscore Hearts of Praise on Twitter. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it, we're doing the thing, man. We're doing um, the thing. Hey, happy Easter.
1: Happy
0: uh, Easter! Uh, you you got anything else to say?
1: Uh, no, just like you know, be nice to each other. Uh, don't eat too much sugar because we're quarantined. So that's just all good. It's just gonna make you feel bad later. Yeah, it's uh, true. It's you true. Know? I, I
0: mean. no, no. You say that as I have basically an entire cake that I have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Single handed. Kind of oh, you got the
1: ice cream cake. It
0: was the ice cream cake. It's been, it's been, it's been cake for breakfast. You know. Ew, since,
1: that's you know, literally it, the worst I mean, thing. We
0: have to because Katie's birthday is on the twenty first, and so we have to eat this cake so that when she gets her cake, we'll have. You're not. We'll, you don't have two cakes. Yeah, we we'll don't have two cakes. So it's it's kind of like a team effort here. Oh. Um, but anyway, awful. it it is. We'll, we'll give you the update next time. But anyway. Uh yeah. thanks so much for listening guys we thanks will see guys. you in the next one uh jazz hands jazz hands we're out bye, bye. bye.